You're listening to Season 1, Episode 28, calling this one Bullpen Blow Up Up in Bratsville. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's Dustin Rhodes along with my buddy Crowley. We're recording this right before the game up in Canada. Cubs taking on the Blue Jays. And Crowley, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we can dive in a little deeper now. Two of the Cub players are not making the trip, and that's Justin Steele and Adrian Sampson. Yeah, and and I kind of I don't know I don't want to say I told you so or I knew anything, but it just kind of <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that this was going to come about. I didn't know about Samson, but I had a figure that maybe like you know one of a couple got things was going to happen. I, I thought it was either going to be Keegan or Justin were not going to be vaccinated, and I was, and so obviously we know who it is, and so you know you got to go up and play without him. Now the good thing is, I mean it's it's well, not going to hurt gonna the be, Cubs. Steel was never going to be part of that series anyway. No matter what, right? Right. He was pulled he, with he, the back injury. Right. Lower and back. Was, he's, and he started on he started on Friday. I mean, he was. He was going to start on Wednesday. Oh, so he's the TBD, huh? Well, yeah, that TBD was going to be just Justin Steele. And maybe, and maybe this is why. Maybe this is why Tommy Hadovy the other day talked about like maybe giving him a little bit more time, uh, foreshadowing, if you will, knowing like we need to really watch his innings. It doesn't mean we're going to you know put him in bubble wrap. We got to watch and got to make sure he gets all the rest he needs. Maybe it was a little foreshadowing that answer. Looking back on it now. Yeah, and and but even even then, I mean, you and I have talked about this before about these guys needing this rest, and this kind of comes in. So you know what you you know you you put it all together, and hopefully uh, Justin is going to be feeling all right. I mean, I can't tell anybody anymore what to do or not do, or it's not, you know whatever. Um, it is what it is. You know, I kind of like like I I, I laugh now now that Rizzo's gotten vaccinated because he's with the Yankees and all that stuff, but right. It just is what it is. And so, you know, when you say it doesn't hurt the team, though, that's not accurate. And that's what we were just talking about with Adrian Sampson, you know, could have still gone and they pulled him because they knew of the situation. They knew the rule. They knew and, if they and, did and it so ends long, up, they wouldn't get the extra arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And that ends up hurting them. And that, I mean, I don't know what would have happened otherwise, but they pulled him and they put when it was Sean Newcomb who didn't get his job done. But, you know, to say it doesn't affect the team is not accurate. So I, 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 would say that hopefully, you know, when the Cubs are in a a standpoint to start doing well, that this hopefully isn't an issue anymore, but you never know. Amazing that that should be the reason why, though, that you would or wouldn't do it. So if the team's not so great and I'm not really into it, I'll take a pass. But if I'm not that into it, my team's doing really good, I'm going to do it for the good of the team. And that's what you saw with, uh, you're going to see that this over um, in in Toronto with Whit Merrifield, he was with the Royals, wouldn't get vaccinated. Now he's with the team and he's vaccinated. So he's vaccinated. Very, very, very interesting. All right. So we got game one tonight, Crowley. First pitch a little bit after six, the pregame 530 with Zach on 670, the score. And we've got uh, Assad back out for another start for the Cubs. Yeah, you know, the Toronto's been a pretty good team, but they're just in a really tough division. You know, they're in that AL East and they're in third place, 68 and 58. They're nine games back from the Yankees and they've lost three in a row. So maybe we're catching them at the right time. Uh, But when you talk about that wild card and that wild card is wild over there, Toronto is, is right there in the wild card spot. So um, they, they, it's, it's, they have a lot to play for right now. So, um, you know, definitely interesting to go, you know, the Cubs are 55 and 73. So they're also in third place. They're 19 games back, but they're really not sniffing that wild card. So nothing really to kind of really worry about there. So, you know, we're, we're sitting here looking at the two teams. You got a sod 
And Assad did really well the last time he went out. You know, he was a spot starter and he's going to get another chance. And what you want to see with these guys is just do the best that you can. And you're, you're given a, sh a chance here, right, to open some eyes. And Adrian Sampson's a perfect example of that, of a guy that I don't think he's going to be a starter next year, but I think he may have a lot of value as being potentially one of those two, three-inning guys uh, on the team next year. Assad went four innings pitched in his first start with the Cubs. He gave up four hits, no run, four walks, and he had three strikeouts. So pretty decent outing for Assad, and so you 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 like to see that. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, it's a reason to, another reason to tune in, another reason to watch. And this is definitely, you know, development over winning at this point. So I, I'm interested to see how he does in game number two when, uh, you know, the, the Jays now have a little bit of a scouting report on the guy. Yeah, he's going to be going up against Jose Barrios. And with Jose, uh, you know, he's had a pretty good season so far this year. The last three starts against Boston, he went six innings pitch, gave up five hits, two runs. Against that Yankees lineup, they've been struggling, but you know they've kind of gotten the ship righted a little bit. But 6.2 innings, six hits, only one run. Struggled against Cleveland a little bit. Uh, on 8-12, he went four innings pitch, gave up eight hits, eight runs, two walks. But he's had a pretty solid year, so you're just kind of hoping that the bats do a lot better than what happened the other day with uh, – you know, against the Brewers series. Yeah, we uh, hope it's not a North thing. I hope it's not the bats don't work. The farther <laughs> north they go, let's hope that maybe maybe they had to get they had to get past a border, and all of a sudden everything will start clicking. Yeah, and, and when you talk about Jose, he's nine and five on the season, five twenty eight ERA, one hundred twenty three Ks. I think he's Javi Baez's brother in law. Yes, I think that's right. I think I think that's right. But you know, I do love these kind of matchups where you get to see guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and you know, George Springer and some of the guys that you don't, Bo Bichette's another guy that I don't get to see all that often. So right. I, I, mm -hmm. I do like it for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. So game two got Marcus Stroman throwing for the Cubs and he's a former, a former J, a former AL East guy. And how about this from Twitter, Crowley, before we start breaking it down, Canada in all caps. I love you all. Toronto will forever hold a special place in my heart. The culture, the people, the city are second to none. Thank you for always showing love and riding with me beyond thankful and grateful for my time here. We'll forever come back and visit followed by the Canadian flag. So Marcus Stroman, a big fan up there, and uh, I'm sure he'll be ready to compete. And I, I would like to see a little bit more out of him. I hope he can be as good uh, on the field as he is at social media. Yeah, he really did have a good time in Toronto. It's where he kind of came up and everything was good. And he just contrasts that with the bad experience he had over in New York. Uh, but we know Strowman's last outing was was one of the worst that he's had out here. Uh, he went five innings, 11 hits, five earned runs, two walks. But before then, he was really dealing uh, against Milwaukee, 7.2, two hits, two earned runs. That was at Wrigley. Uh, the time before that, he didn't go that deep, 4.2 innings. He gave up six hits, zero runs. So, you know, hoping for a nice bounce back performance from Stroh. And, and you know he's kind of got – I remember when he faced against the Mets, and I told you, look out – because he wants to kind of show them, you know, what he can do. I got a feeling that he's going to be up for this game just because he's excited to be back in Canada. So uh, hoping that he has a really, really good start. Uh, he has a tough task against him, though, uh, you know, as far as having to face Kevin Gossman. He was one of the big free agent signings that the Jays had. He was on San Francisco last year. Right. 
And, uh, you know, he's had a pretty good year, but just not really what the Jays thought they were expecting. Nine and nine with a 315 ERA, 155 Ks. So, I mean, he's still a really good pitcher. Let's not, you know, fool ourselves into thinking that this is going to be easier. Uh, he went five innings, gave up nine hits, four and runs against Boston on 825. Against the Yankees, seven innings pitched, four hits, zero earned runs. And against Cleveland on 814, Went 4.2 innings, gave up nine hits, five earned runs. So he struggled the last couple times out here. So, uh, you know, two bad starts with that good start against the Yankees sandwiched in there. So I'd like to see what the Cubs can do against Kevin Gossman. Yeah, it should be a good – that'll be the kind of game I'm looking forward to the most, especially because Game 3, which we're about to talk to in a minute, we don't have we – have we have the old TBD, and I'll be curious for you to speculate a little bit, Crowley. You know, what do you think will happen? And if you were running things, who would you like to see in that Game 3 on the TBD line? Yeah, when, when we talk about, you know, Strowman versus Gaussman, you know, Wilson Contreras has seen Kevin from San Francisco. He hits 333 on there. So that might be something to look at. Rafael Ortega should be riding the pine. Hits 182 and 11 at bats. Marcus Stroman, Jackie Bradley Jr. Seen him 26 times. He hits 154. So who knows? But Whit Merrifield hits 286, and so does George Springer. And those are two of their, you know, uh, Springer's one of their best, one of the best hitters on the team. As far as the TBD is concerned, that TBD game, that's going to be. Um, if I was a betting man, I, w- I would say Mark Leiter Jr. gets the start. Uh, it's not the sexy pick. It's obviously, you know, not somebody that I would want. I-, I would love to see one of the young pitchers, whether it's Caleb Killian, whether it's either of the two guys that they got uh, when they made the trade for um, F. Ross and when they traded David Robertson to New York and Philly. Um, I think that w- those would have been great to see. Uh, but it's not happening. Instead, we got TBD, which I think is going to be, like I said, Lighter Jr. versus Mitch White, who's one in four with a 4.24 ERA, 62 Ks. The only person that's who's seen him is Wilson Contreras, and he has no average against him. He must he was plunked or yeah, walked I'm, one of the. I'm teams. with you on. I, I would love to see one of those young guys, but I think you know Lighter, like as an opener, followed by Farrell, maybe something like that is what's might happen. Yeah. And then it's, it's just a little bit frustrating just to me because I, like I said, it's like lighter. He's showing you some things, but you know, if the Cubs are looking to be better, you don't see him being a big piece. And Luke Farrell's been around forever, you know, just a four, a player that, you know, his dad was a coach at one time in Boston. And, and, it, you know, he's got a lot of family that's involved in, in the team and have been involved in the Cubs organization but there's just, like I said, you know, why are we tuning in? We want to see something to kind of wet our whistle, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and what you're saying and what is probably going to happen isn't that. All right, Crowley, before we give our predictions for this one, why don't we go through uh, who's hot and who's not? Who's hot for the Cubs? Say Suzuki coming in, hitting 292 in his last seven. Ian and Nico both hitting 286, so we can live with those numbers. But say has been an interesting one to kind of see the back and forth struggles between the league and his adjustments, and and it seems like there's been a lot of extremes to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, not he magical and Franmil Reyes both hitting 222. Zach McKinstry hitting 200. So you know, hopefully. Maybe their bats start heating up. Yeah, but, both uh, Madrigal and Reyes going the wrong direction at the same time is a little bit troubling. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's kind of sometimes what happens for the Blue Jays. Watch out for George Springer hitting 360 in the last seven and Bo Bichette 348. 
not JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr. hitting 182 and Whit Merrifield, who they got at the trade deadline, <laughs> .091. He has been just so disappointing. I remember at one point, you know, he was a guy that everybody wanted the Cubs to be all in on. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just a guy that made a ton of contact and stole bases and was literally just the perfect leadoff guy. So, you know, I, I look at that and I say to myself, man, just, I don't know. I, I would absolutely love to have him on there, but uh, yeah, he's really, really struggling, but that was a guy, you know, cause it always looked like, you know, the, with the, with the Royals, he was with the Royals, you know, they, they won the world series before the Cubs did in 2015, I want to say. And just, they looked, he, you, you know, as they started really stinking up the joint as, as Casey just got dismantled, you know, you had this guy that just was, would just look like it would be perfect fit for the Cubs that just couldn't get on base in 17, 18, 19. He was that leadoff man that they were missing when Dexter Fowler left. Right. Right. All right, Crowley, it's prediction time. We've got, uh, we've got a rookie. We've got a veteran in Stroman. We've got TBD for the starting pitchers. The offense right now isn't doing a hell of a heck of a lot. They're north of the border. Uh, I'll go first this time if you want me to. And I am going to unfortunately predict a sweep for the Blue Jays. I don't think I can invest in the Cubs from a gambling perspective right now. If I had a bet, I would be betting on the Blue Jays. I'm worried about Assad tonight. Uh, Marcus Stroman, please prove me wrong. And TBD, I'll bet against TBD every time. Uh, that's that's a pretty good call there. This is going to be a tough one. I'm going to say the Cubs take one of three. I like Stroman in game two uh, to, to really, like I said, kind of he's he's going to be have that amped up a little bit extra, you know, motivation in his step is my belief. All right. Well, I hope you're right. I hope I am wrong. And, hey, maybe we'll both be wrong, and they'll uh, somehow uh, take the series in this one. It's, that's a wrap, Crowley. Season 1, Episode 28, Bullpen Blowup in Brotsville is in the books. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll be back with you guys later in the week to wrap up the Blue Jays-Cubs series. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Fly the W670 at Instagram and Twitter, Fly the W on Facebook, and email us with any thoughts, suggestions, or comments at flythew670 at gmail.com and go Cubs.